0: Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the Ben MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of the A to Z Sports Tighten Up podcast. Out today, wherever you get your podcast. I have a question to ask you off the air. of like, what the hell you guys posted yesterday to promote this podcast episode? But that's for uh, a different time. But uh, we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also, hit us up on Instagram at A to Z Sports, uh, also threads and at TikTok as well. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us uh, and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the midstate, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. They are online at KrebsKubota.com. So a lot of stuff to get here, uh, to get to today here as the NFL Combine really gets going under day two uh, in Indianapolis. Sam Phelan's got some reaction posted at AtoZsports.com. If you follow us on social media, good, uh, because you get a lot of comments from Rank Carthon and Brian Callahan out there yesterday. We'll talk some Thursday as of right now, we'll talk some Thursday about some current Titans players that were brought up in these press conferences and what they have opportunities to do going into this new year under the new coaching regime uh, with opportunities and maybe more workload, less workload uh, on the bubble of making the team or, or are getting cut. And so we'll talk about that later on tomorrow, probably, but Zach, Zach, and I have talked so much over the last several years about offensive line play. You know, you've been a part of this as well. And Jack, we see this opportunity the Titans have of getting the foundational piece. And we've talked so much, even yesterday about the foundational piece to go along with Will Levis and Brian Callahan as this new head coach and there's wide receiver or O-line, O-line or wide receiver, the seventh overall pick. We talked yesterday that the Titans are going to have maybe two guys uh, out on each position available at seventh overall. They might have to pick between, and it's a tough spot to be in, but Rand Carthon was asked yesterday at the NFL Combine off the top. Uh, this was about the depth overall of this draft, and he brought up two uh, positions specifically.
1: Well, I think we're um... – we're really deep at receiver um, in this draft, and, and O-line as a whole, um, which are you know two areas that we're going to be you know focusing on. Um, but it's a, it's a really deep class, a lot of talented young men, and we're looking forward to uh, meeting with them throughout this process. Again, it's, um, I think from a, if you look at it strategically, it's about you know the value, right? So if you're sitting there and there's a receiver there, knowing that there's a deep O-line class, it's like, or, where can we, you know, supplement this this position, you know, later? Um, so it's about playing those two parts off of each other, uh, whether that's in free agency as well, in um, and, and the draft. So it's about trying to mix and match uh, those two pieces.
0: So mixing and matching. Where's the depth? Where's the where do you go higher between the two now? I don't know if it was on purpose that Rand's example was, oh, well, maybe then you can uh, get a receiver high and then you go depth uh, later with the offensive lineman find a guy that fits later on. But Jack, what was your reaction when you heard Rand Carthon talk about uh, the depth of wide receiver and O-line in this draft particularly?
2: Yeah, it felt like he kind of tipped his hand a little bit at the end there, you know, supplementing the offensive line later in the draft because it's a deeper class there. Look, I, I love the strategy, and I think that you could say the same thing if you take a wide receiver at seven and justify it by, you know, saying, hey, you know what, there's 20 wide receivers I like in this class. I think they can come in and contribute immediately. Um, so, uh, you know, th- those comments were interesting and a little revealing as well. The thing about Callahan and Carthon that Titans fans don't know yet is just how much truth – there is to some of these statements at the combine because it is smokescreen season and we don't know if they're playing a game. We don't know if they're trying to make that seventh overall pick a little more attractive and lead on like they're going to take a wide receiver, but that's the way it feels right now. And it's hard to blame them for thinking that way because just in the past few years, I mean three of the four best rookie wide receiver seasons in the NFL's history have happened since 2020. I mean, you had Jamar chase, you had Puka Nakua going for fifteen hundred this past year. Um, you got Justin Jefferson blowing all of the records out of the water. So drafting a, a rookie wide receiver isn't the same as it used to be, right? Like they can come in and have an instant impact and completely change the way your offense runs, like when they touch touch ground in in Nashville. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I I like the process. I like the strategy. I. I think that he could have concealed it a little bit better. But, hey, as a guy who gets to sit up here and talk about it, I love when Carthon and Callahan make statements like this. It's fun. It's entertaining for everybody. But, yeah, I mean, totally agree with the strategy if that's how the board falls.
0: Yeah, if if, if that's how the board falls. And that's what we we went through our Huge exercise hit. yesterday of the first draft example of Alt going five to the Chargers, then Adunze going six the Giants. So the Titans get to sprint the card up, in the words of Field Yates – to go get Malik Neighbors at seventh overall, not going for Olaf in that situation uh, there. We had a lot of good conversation about that yesterday. But Jackson, that was Rain Carthon. Uh, and we'll play that video again later on because I see some questions in the chat uh, about this uh, as well. But Brian Callahan said a lot of things about wide receiver versus O-line two. And he went on the Buck Rising show yesterday on 104.5 The Zone. And Buck had a really good conversation with Brian Callahan and suggested go Checking that out later on after our show on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel to check out the full conversation with Brian Callahan. But uh, Buck did a great job of asking Brian Callahan this same question and answering the Jamar Chase versus Penny Sewell decision the Bengals made a few years ago in the draft. And we'll get to that answer from Brian Callahan, which was a really good answer, long answer from Callahan here in a second. But first, I got to tell you guys what I did for dinner last night. Uh, The factor meals delivered to my house uh, yesterday. So I had a workout in the evening and knew how to get refueled right there. And I had last night, I got the, got the cover for me right there. I had a tamale bowl with spiced sweet potatoes and pickled jalapeno crema hit the spot with a refuel after that late night workout. And uh, that's what factor does. And it literally took like no time at all. I, I decided to heat it up in the oven, which it took seven minutes in the oven at 375 to be ready. And I had a restaurant quality, nutrition balanced, uh, refueled meal for me after my workout last night. Shout out to Factor and what they have to offer. Two minute meals or less if you want to go microwave. For that, there is no mess, no prep. It's literally just throw it in the oven, throw it in the microwave, and let it go so you can get on with your life and make sure that you have the nutrition that you need to get doing whatever you've got going on in your life. And it's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing between six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause and reschedule your deliveries at any time. Got some free wellness shots with this as well uh, that I'll get to use throughout uh, the next couple of weeks, too. So here's the deal we got going on. You can go to factormeals.com slash ATOZ50 and use our code ATOZ50 and you get 50% off that first box. That's code ATOZ50 at factormeals.com slash ATOZ50. You get 50% off. Had it last night. It was very good, Jack. And I will probably have one of the other recipes for lunch today between my busy meeting schedule. So let's get to Brian Callahan, Jack, visiting with Buck Rising on 104.5 The Zone, when asked about, what do you guys think? What was the conversation like between Jamar Chase and Sewell when the Bengals took the wide receiver over the O-lineman at the fifth overall pick, a few drafts ago One together. of
3: the things I've always said when, when asked about this debate is um, I, I had landed at some point in my career, usually in, in Denver, is usually what I liken back to when we had uh, Demaryius Thomas, uh, Wes Welker, Julius Thomas, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Obviously, we had a great quarterback that was at, at the end of his career. Um, but those guys in one-on-one situations could win uh, when you needed them to win and in a tight moment at the end of a game, all those things. And so I've always that's always resonated with me. And when we had a chance to pick a player like Jamar, um, I always just thought back to what that offense looked like. And that was sort of the vision of what we were trying to look like in Cincinnati with an elite quarterback, elite processor, um, to find guys that could go win and separate and the debate was always well you got to protect the quarterback obviously or you can't throw the ball and we didn't necessarily believe that we felt like if you got great players on the perimeter they can go win versus press coverage and all the teams that are trying to condense everything and rush the passer uh, if you can win quick you can throw quick Um, so that was our philosophy in that moment obviously jamar chase coming out premier player Uh, there was no doubt that he was going to be an all-pro player there was no doubt that penesul was going to be an All-Pro style tackle. There was no question on either one of those players, right. um, their talent level, and how they would fit in the NFL. I think that's unique. I don't know that you're ever going to get in a spot where sure. both both of those guys different year are, are that caliber of player. Where there's going to be one that's going to be better than the other, and, and that sort of makes a decision for you at the end of the day. But um, I've always felt like today's offenses, I think you still have to protect the quarterback, um, but but to score points, you got to have guys that can score points and. Um, I've always felt that. I've always believed that. That doesn't mean that that's, we're just going to automatically take a receiver. Uh, You're giving people chest tightness, by Yeah, behind? no, it doesn't, it, I don't mean <laughs> to say that. I'm just philosophically I've always felt like the, the better, more, more talented receivers you have, the better <clears> chance <throat> you have to score points. <clears throat> but that being said, we are in, in year one here versus year three. We were in Cincinnati. We had a young Joe Burrow already played a year, um, and we were trying to give him as many weapons as we could. Uh, so I think the situation's – while the position comparison is similar i think the situations uh, ultimately are pretty different so um how that shakes out we'll see uh, but there's there's, time. there's still there's two there's good receivers and good tackles that'll be available at our pick
0: man i mean that was about like a minute 45 seconds of oh my god they're gonna draft the wide receiver at seven and then <laughs> brian was like okay i gotta, I gotta kind of couch myself a little bit i'm going a little too strong uh, and yeah, you know, so I, Jack, what do you think about that comment about the whole Jamar Chase Penesul, uh, debate there? And I thought Brian Callahan gave a really good in-depth answer. And I think it makes a lot of people think that wide receiver, we want to prioritize the guys that can get open quick and win fast.
2: Yeah. First off, I just want to say how great Buck was in that interview and on air in general, he is the number one man in this city. Um, anyways, <laughs> Brian Callahan, you know, look, kind of like Rand Carthon, a a little too revealing if you're trying to, you know, play coy or play games or boost that trade value. But I I genuinely think the Titans want to stick at seven and draft a wide receiver. Callahan mentioned it um, early in that clip. Everywhere he's gone, he's had multiple pass catchers that have been able to do damage down the field. In Denver, he mentioned Emmanuel Sanders, Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas. But he was in Detroit when they had Golden Tate in his prime and Marvin Jones doing big things. And they brought in Anquan Bolden to help out up there. And obviously, everybody knows the cast of catchers they had up in Cincinnati. I, I think he's trying to build something similar here. And he even said it. You know, he he said it this week. He said, you know, I want to I have our offense look like Cincinnati with a few twists, a few Brian Callahan twists thrown in there. And, you know, if he's going to do that, the Titans can't spend – you know all of their salary cap on one position at wide receiver. They've got too many holes, so you got to go cheap. You got to draft a guy, and whether that's first or second round, you know we'll we'll end up finding out here in a couple months. But I it, mean, it's really difficult for me to believe that they're going to do anything other than take a wide receiver. No matter how I feel about it or you feel about it, Brian Callahan loves him some wide receivers, and he's going to get his hands on a couple of these guys this off season.
0: There was another comment that Brian Callahan made at the press conference setting uh, about the wide receiver position where he talked about getting multiple wide receivers in the draft, uh, which I thought was interesting there too. I'm trying to scroll through the transcripts to find the quote, but it was very interesting that it's not just about one guy. um, It's about playmakers, it's explosiveness. uh, And I, I think, you know, it really does feel like the Titans and wide receiver is the philosophy. What Brian Callahan said is that I prioritize the playmakers, the guys who can score touchdowns. Brian Carthon said it about guys who can get in the paint, right? And get in that painted end zone to put points on the board and have, and be playmakers. Playmakers is a word that was used by these two guys at the combine yesterday. So many different times across press conferences, other media scrums and radio interviews. And so it does feel like wide receiver right now could be the favorite for the Titans at seventh overall. But let's get our audience involved here this morning because I I find this question to be very interesting. We're going to focus on wide receiver. What percentage chance do you think the Titans' first-round pick is a wide receiver after these NFL Combine press conferences? What percentage chance do you think the Titans' first-round pick is a wide receiver now that we've heard some of these first these NFL combine uh, comments from the Tennessee Titans brass themselves. What percentage chances at wide receiver? That's what we're going to be focusing on today. Jack will get to your comments here in a second, but I'm going to tell everybody about our great friends at the bone and joint Institute bone is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who you can go to, who you can trust and who can get get you back to health don't let the injury linger. That's just being stubborn. Uh, And I know you think you want to fight through it. You want to be strong and you want to make sure that you uh, don't have to spend extra money, but you're investing in your body and you want to make sure that your body is acting appropriately so you can enjoy your life and being injured is not a way to do that. So the bone and joint Institute has over a dozen experts at their Franklin facility, plus all the resources under that same roof, like uh, the rehab facility, Uh, the imaging and testing uh, machines that they have right there in that one building. So you don't have to go all around town uh, for those different stages of the process. Boneandjointtn.org is where to book an appointment. It's super simple at boneandjointtn.org.
2: BetMGM is the king of sports books. And they've got a great bonus code going around right now. It's A to Z sports. You plug that code in when you sign up or switch sportsbooks. And you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Now's the time to do it if you ever want to do it. So much action going on right now. You can bet NFL draft props. There, it's a big night on the hardwood in the SEC. Uh, you got spring training starting up. Baseball will be here in no time. The Preds just won their sixth game in a row. They're a pretty safe bet going right now. So all this stuff you have to bet on. But BetMGM... Not only has it all available, but they make it easy for new users. They, they they line it up great. They've got boosted odds. they got parlay selection features, live betting options. You name it, BetMGM has it. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks. But take advantage of this bonus code when you sign up. A to Z Sports gets you $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses.
0: Visit bedm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older Tennessee only new customer offer, all promotions, set qualification and eligible requirements. First online room, money wager only. Rewards issues, knowledgeable orders, benefits, bonus, but it's bonus, but days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. The question, and as we send Jack to the chat, is what percentage chance do you think the Titans first round pick is a wide receiver after hearing the NFL Combine comments? So, Jack, to the chat you go. We do need more likes on the show uh bork says i'm here so you can start the show well bork you're 20 minutes late uh but you better (laughs) like the show since you're late like it right now uh right so hit that like button on facebook on youtube uh percentage chance that the first pick is a receiver jack uh what's the what's the fan base saying right now
2: josh is going to kick it off on youtube he's on the fence at 50 50 get off the fence
0: josh josh
2: reply again and get off that fence and i'll read your comment Ashley says 75 on Facebook. Titans Kyle's at 65. Lou Man believes it's a done deal. One hundo. Jay Rome's at 70. Brad's at 35. Eric's at a 60% chance. Rashid 76%. Andre and Charlie both on the fence at 50-50. Um, Stephen King says 69%. Uh, trust the Callies. Connor says he's at 51%, so he's just off that fence. Uh, Mark D, 75. Big G, 45. Ir hoshi's at forty, but Jermel and Cameron both check in at eighty percent. Curtis is at sixty-five. Jake Locker's burner is at sixty-nine. Derek's at a ninety-nine percent chance. Manny says eighty-five. Darius forty-five. B Bird seventy-five on Twitch. Scott Weaver's at forty. Eddie, my guy, is at a full one hundred percent. Darren's at There's sixty. No Billy way. fifty-five. Jeff Rubel says sixty-five. Zach says 97. David's at 75. Biggie 40, 60, 88, and a couple of 80s to round it out. Unless my guy replied with another comment, Man, um, I'm not. You seeing guys it. are zero real, percent. Of 40.
0: That is a. Those are a lot of high percentages. I feel like there's not a ton that are in the medium range, other than our guy sitting on the fence. I do see some people saying like, if alt is gone, it's 80 percent. Uh, wide receiver, 20% Bowers. That's coming from Monty. Uh, so Jack, I, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Is there a position outside of wide receiver O-line that could be in play for the Titans at seventh overall, or is it just between those two?
2: You know, in a normal year, if you had a, an elite cornerback, I feel like that could be a direction that the Titans would consider. Um, obviously Brock Bowers exists, so you can't rule out tight end in the top 10, but it just, to me, it feels like it's either wide receiver or offensive line. How do you feel?
0: I think it's either wide receiver, or offensive line of Brock Bowers.
2: Yeah. 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 I, you know, I don't think there's a strong chance they draft Bowers. I'm going to answer this question and I'm at a 70% chance that the, the Titans draft a receiver in the first round. It's pretty high. Wow. Um, wow. I would even, I, I would boost that number to 75% to include Brock Bowers and say, you know, the Titans draft a pass catcher with the seventh overall pick. So I'm at a 70% chance that the Titans draft or 70% confidence level, I guess the Titans draft a wide receiver at seven overall, there's three dudes that could three wide receivers that is that could go in the top seven and it, it all three would make me so happy. I mean, it would be nice. Uh, to pair with DeAndre Hopkins to give Will Levis an option to grow with um to to get cheaper, faster, younger at that position um which has been an emphasis in that front or in that front office for multiple years or through multiple GMs. Um so I'm going to go 70% chance that the Titans draft receiver in the first round.
0: What were you before yesterday? Cuz I mean these comments were strong yesterday from yeah. the Titans head head coach and GM.
2: Well, you know, it, it, it's it's the fact that he doubled down yesterday, Brian Callahan doubled down because we'd heard him say this before, right? Like, you know, yeah. he prefers guys that can score points at the end of the day. Those are the guys that get the tie breaks if all if the players are equal. So I was probably already at around a 60-65% shot, but the fact that he went and doubled down yesterday made me feel a little bit more confident. But I'm not na- I'm not naive enough to forget that again, smoke screen season started yesterday officially. Um, so you got to kind of be on your p's and q's and on your toes when, when coaches and GMs say some of this stuff.
0: So I, I saw this. Jason says y'all are so duped, and I don't know if I, yeah. I think Jason's talking directly to us and not responding to uh, any other. But Jason, on Facebook. But
2: <laughs> we don't know. We 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 haven't seen Rand Carthon and Brian Callahan together talk about draft strategy yet. So it's impossible to know whether we are duped or not. Like we we don't know if Brian Callahan's the type of guy to you know send a smoke screen over here and then end up doing plan B drafting an offensive lineman but like, when it feels like plan right. A's wide receiver.
0: Before I answer the question on my percentage of taking a wide receiver at 7 because people are saying, "Oh, smoke screen, smoke screen, smoke screen." Like, what's the what's the motivation to smoke screen here?
2: That's the thing. It doesn't feel like they're going to trade that pick. So, the smoke screen stuff, while it's fun in games and it's fun to you know talk about, I don't know that it's real in this scenario, right? Like the Titans don't feel like they're in a trade back spot.
0: No, and uh, I will read what Rand Carthon said uh, because I don't have the video pulled. But when right after we the the audio we or the video we played uh, from Rand about wide receiver O line, he was asked about open to trading and he said, I like seven, but I'm open. We have to listen to any authors that offers that may come. Our long-term goal is to build this football team into a consistent winner. And the way you do that is building to the draft and off of that, you need picks to do that. So we would definitely be willing to listen, but that has to make sense. But he said, I like seven. You know, I, I like seven was how we started with that. And I don't necessarily think that there's anything that's going to make him move. Like what's the, motivation to do that because Sam, the man had a super chat earlier. Do you think they trade back? Um, and so I don't necessarily think that trading back is as much of an option as it could have been a year ago at 11th overall, because I don't like, what is there the fourth quarterback, unless JJ McCarthy or somebody else as, as a quarterback flies up the board. I don't think Michael Penix jr. Is doing that. I think it's JJ McCarthy or nobody flies up the board for somebody to take JJ McCarthy at seven before or the Falcons at eight. is that correct? So it, you know maybe you're gonna jump the Falcons at eight, but why, but what's the smoke screen? The smoke screen about wide about wide receiver? like it's not like the Titans in the quarterback sense. market either.
2: yeah, and you're gonna have three quarterbacks likely go one, two, and three. and and then you've got Arizona who's got their situation at quarterback figured out. I'll put in air quotes. Um, so they're going to probably want to get Kyler Murray some help. So wide receivers in play there Uh, wide receivers also in play for the chargers who hold the fifth pick and probably aren't going to bring Mike Williams back and Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. And then you've got the giants in front of you at six who have the same needs as you at offensive line and that wide receiver. I think that all of those team needs for each of those teams that I just mentioned are so pressing that they don't want to trade those picks. I believe that the trade frenzy Will happen right behind the Titans at eight. If it happens inside the top ten, that's when things will get a little hectic. I, I don't see any of these teams picking in the top six moving back, and I certainly don't see the Titans doing that because look, you know, Rand carthon has been here a year. He, he knows what a mess that they that he came that he walked into. Um, so he needs to fix this fast. It's not a Bears model. Like the Titans are just a couple years removed from you know AFC South back-to-back titles, a conference championship game. Like, they don't need to pitter-patter around this rebuild and make it take longer than it needs to by trading back, getting more picks, and just doing the same thing next year and the year after that and the year after that. you are got to fix these problems now. Like You're not guaranteed to have a top-10 pick every single year. So while you're up there, make the most of it. Take the guy that you need because there's going to be a guy available at a position that you desperately need. The the, the fit is right. Like The the, the class is deep. It's, it's a perfect spot to just go ahead and, and cross one of those... Uh, one of those needs off your grocery list.
0: Yeah, but you're going to be in a tough spot. We talked about this yesterday, that you're probably going to have a wide receiver or an offensive lineman that are fairly even on your board, staring you in the face at seven, and you have to make the decision, wide receiver or offensive line. I want to play Rand Carthon's clip again from the uh, press conference, uh, at the NFL Combine yesterday about the depth of these two positions in the draft?
1: Well, I think we're, uh, we're really deep at receiver um, in this draft and, and O-line as a whole, um, which are, you know, two areas that we're going to be, you know, focusing on. Um, but it's a, it's a really deep class, a lot of talented young men, and we're looking forward to uh, meeting with them throughout this process. With how deep they are, the draft is at both of those positions, how do you weigh, in a top O-lineman against one of the top receivers and what you do coming back in the season? Again, um, I think from a, if you look at it strategically, it's about you know, the value, right? So if you're sitting there and there's a receiver there, knowing that there's a deep O-line class, it's like or, where can we you know, supplement this, this position you know, later? Um, so it's about playing those two parts off of each other, uh, whether that's in free agency as well um, and, and the draft. So it's about trying to mix and match uh, those two pieces.
0: So look, Rand said that both of these positions of need are very deep in the draft. So it's all about the positional value and which one you think you can do. So I'm going to get to my answer because the question we're asking, and you guys can continue uh, to throw your uh, opinions in the chat as well as what percentage chance do you think the Titans take a wide receiver uh, at the seventh overall pick? I'll tell you mine in a second, but Krebs Kubota is where you should go for your equipment needs across middle Tennessee man, it's, we've had a lot of 70 degree weather the last couple of days. It's going to change a little bit, but hey, spring is right around the corner, which means your outside projects are going to be staring you in the face and you have to have a team uh, to get you ready to do that. And Krebs Kubota can do that for you with how they approach their customer service plan and how they create a relationship with you to help you out to achieve those goals with your projects around your home, uh, your property. Maybe you've got a business. Uh, you can help uh, have Krebs Kubota help you out with them as well. They're an elite Kubota dealer. They have the best equipment out there. That's easy. They also have the best warranties in the business. That's so important with equipment because you're using a lot of power, Forced. You're working outside with the ground, the dirt, the earth. So things are going to go wrong. You need, one, the warranties to back you up. And two, the people in your corner to make sure everything is exactly how it should be because you don't want money going down the drain with any equipment need that you might have, residential or commercially. And that's why Krebs Kubota is where you should turn. Family owned and operated. You can feel comfortable with them. They've been with us for a while at KrebsKubota.com.
2: You don't have to get your hands dirty in the sports betting game, and BetMGM is the perfect app to do that on. Look, download the BetMGM app, and new users can use our bonus code A to Z sports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. It's a great offer going on right now. It's going to start you off in the green instead of the red, so you won't have to worry about digging out of an early hole. BetMGM, great options, like I mentioned earlier. Great selection, great features, great boosts, great live betting stuff. Great futures and props as well if you want to get fun um, on, on some on some bets down the road. March Madness is right around the corner. Get in the game with BetMGM. And don't forget to use that bonus code that you see on your screen, A-T-O-Z Sports.
0: All right, so my answer for this is I think the Titans' percentage chance to draft a wide receiver at 7 is at 55%. Jack, you were oh. at 70. That's too high. 55% is where I'm at currently. I say it's wide receiver 55, I think it's offensive line at 40% and then I give 5% to hang 10. out there for somebody else. And I think that could be Brock Bowers, it could be a trade back scenario, uh maybe you land in an area where a cornerback can fall to you in the teens or something. I, that's it's a that's a 5% piece of my pie. But 55% chance is the receiver. There's just been too many examples and too many comments on the record from Brian Callahan about prioritizing touchdown scores and playmakers to help this team score points. And it's his philosophy. He's the head coach. And what Rand Carthon also said yesterday was, yeah, he's the vice president of this organization to go along with his general manager title. But he believes that he is a partner with Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan is not working for Rand Carthon. Rand Carthon is collaborating with Brian Callahan. The head coach is going to put forward the football philosophy. And so Rand Carthon is going to have that fit what the head coach wants to do. And if the head coach prioritizes playmakers and touchdown scores, then great. And you also have in your back pocket Bill Callahan the as the offensive line coach who can take Uh, a Patrick Paul in the second round out of Houston or take a fourth round offensive lineman or take maybe a veteran that's got a few years of experience in the NFL and free agency, not a high dollar free agent offensive lineman, but a pretty good level offensive lineman in free agency and develop them and make them be better. There was another comment that Brian Callahan said yesterday is that, you know, season's long. How often are you playing the same five guys at the offensive line position every game? Not that much. So he wants a guy that's going to be out there, and you, when you play wide receiver for Brian Callahan's offense, it's kind of like the Tennessee Vols. You got a rotation of like three or four, and that's about it. And so if you want a guy that's out there just about every snap, they're going to get a playmaker. And I think it's fifty-five percent of its wide receiver, which I, wide receiver is the favorite favorite right now. That's where I think the Titans are going to go if they were picking, you know, today.
2: Yeah, I I think your number's low, but I hear you. Um, I you know, I, I just think for me, it, it feels like Alt might be off the board by the times are by the time the Titans are picking, and you're going to have an option probably between one of Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze, and then Olaf Fashanu. And to me, either wide receiver, both receivers are more complete prospects right now than Fashanu is, despite Fashanu's sky high ceiling. You know, he, he, he might be a bit of a project, but, uh, you know, he, he he crushed it at Penn State. He's humongous, and he's stronger than an ox. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get why people, you know, fall in love with the idea of Fashani, but I just think that, to me, why my percentage is so high is because I believe that both of those wide receivers are can't miss guys. And there's a comment in the chat uh, I, I want to get to you because I, I want to make this point, and it's Patrick Bird. Jack, how can you fix? How can you fix it? You got to trade back and add picks. It's a deep draft, quality players you can pick up in the third, fourth, and fifth. And and the thing is about that is, and we talked about this yesterday, Austin. The Titans are looking for a pillar of this franchise. We're talking about a guy who they can plaster on the side of the building to get people to come in and watch them play. And the deeper you fall back in the draft, the worse your odds get on landing a blue chip, all pro caliber player. All pros are born in the top ten. Okay. We know how tough it is to find a guy in the teens, find a guy in the twenties, and, and you know, kind of bank on that player performing at a high level immediately. Like, like you get a guy at seven, and no matter who it is, whether it's an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, the odds that he comes in and you know it vaults himself into the conversation of offensive rookie of the year, if it's a receiver, or you know, just protects Will Levis and looks like a cornerstone piece on the offensive line are so much higher there. Than if you trade back to 14 or 15 and you miss out on the blue chip guys, but you get kind of the top, the top one of the top guys in tier two. You gotta get a tier one dude. You gotta get a guy who can come out and be an all-pro, a guy that's gonna spend a decade here, not just four years. So I, I think that you you sit at seven to do that. And you know who they take, again, I still think it's a receiver. You think it's a receiver right now. Things can change, but it just feels like the Titans of Brian Callahan and Rand Carthon aren't afraid to say, hey, look, I, I mean you know it, I know it, everybody else knows it. We need receiver help. We're going to go get one in the draft.
0: Jack, I think Andre might have dropped his best super chat ever.
2: Wow, really? Let's see it.
0: Yes. I agree wholeheartedly with what Andre said here. Top wide receiver gives instant impact. Top left mm-hmm. tackle, you still got a fix center, right guard, right tackle. Getting a game breaker for Levis to grow with is huge. Bill can work on the O-line, guys. So why I think this is Andre's best super chat ever is because he is dead on with what Brian Callahan said about why the wide receiver being elite helps everybody else. He said it to Buck Rising. I played the clip earlier. It's long. I won't play it again. But when you win fast on the outside, you can throw fast. That is what broke the tiebreaker between Jamar Chase and Pinay Sewell. If you win fast outside, you throw fast. Because you know what? Joe Alt and Peter Skoronsky for the next eight years might look great on the left side. But if you got a sucky right guard and a sucky right tackle, then you're getting hit regardless. If you can't win fast on the outside. But if you win fast on the outside, like Brian Callahan said, then... Now you don't have to have you know or worry about your center getting beat or your right guard or right tackle getting beat cuz you're throwing fast. And I think that is an instant impact with what Andre said, so I love that super chat. You know, I might pop my percentage up to 57 and a half. Wow. 57.5 okay. is where I'm at. I'm not at 55% anymore. I'm at 57.5%. The Titans go wide receiver. You win fast outside, you throw fast outside. When you throw fast, your quarterback doesn't get hit, regardless if it's Andre Dillard playing left tackle or Joe Alt playing left tackle. You don't let the guy get hit by throwing fast.
2: And if you want to throw fast, it helps to have a guy who can turn a screenplay into a 20 yard gain neighbors at Dunze, marvin harrison are all capable of doing that i mean how many times last year did we see tim kelly dial up a screenplay that just got absolutely blown up you know they didn't have a guy who could make people miss or break tackles they'll they'll have an option at one of those dudes at seven no matter how the board falls i find it highly unlikely that four receivers go before the titans are on the clock so you know I, you know it, it feels good I, I I still think that 70% is the right answer, but I hear you, 57. I appreciate the throws. And uh, Andre, 57 and a half.
0: I'm Andre, taking, great comment. I'm taking, because my 5% was for Brock Bowers, so I'm going to keep that at 5 because he kind of fits the win fast aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the 2.5% off of the offensive line. So wide receivers at 57 and a half. Offensive line at 7 is 37 and a half. And then Brock Bowers is at five.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with the five percent on Bowers. Uh, I I just find it really hard to believe that the Titans are going to take Fashanu over a, a Dunze or neighbors. But that's just where I stand today. Could change. Could change. We got yeah, the combine. And so
0: on. real quick, I saw James Foster, A to these Sports film room analyst, gave his uh, on Twitter. No flags film gave his top ten players at each position in a thread. You know, you've got quarterbacks. You got three quarterbacks ranked in the top six overall prospects, right? With May, Williams, and Jaden Daniels in whatever particular order. Then you have wide receivers. You have three wide receivers ranked as top seven players. So in the top seven players, Jack, according to James Foster, you have three quarterbacks and three wide receivers. When it goes to the offensive line, you've got one guy, in that top seven and it's Joe Alt who's the fifth overall player on James's board and if you want to add Brock Bowers in there at eighth then now you've got four pass catchers in the top eight one offensive lineman and three quarterbacks so I'm thinking that Fashanu is a little bit down he's a mid round mid first round grade for James he's the ninth overall player in the class according to James Uh, but you have a chance to get a dude, an elite dude at wide receiver at seventh overall. And according to, to James, like Roma Dunze is the value pick seventh overall player at the seventh overall pick. Boom. You're right there. You're feeling good about yourself.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And and like the, the, the chat's going to be, it's going to be split all the way up until the draft, even after the draft based on who they take, because, you know, even though the Cincinnati's offense was functioning at a high level when Joe Burrow was healthy, like he still got sacked like 50 times, so you know that be that that's gonna add up over the course of a career. So I, I understand that a left tackle is very important, and you know it's kind of intimidating looking at that offensive line and saying, "Man, we we gotta figure out a left tackle, a right tackle, a center, um, maybe a right guard as well." If Callahan can't bring anything out of Dylan Raiden's, and which I mean it's easier said than done in doing that, but. Uh, it, It does help to have like a stepping stone there, and especially on the left side. And we haven't talked about the run game because it feels like Callahan, you know, is kind of ignoring that right now, even though he knows how important it is. But uh, left tackle also helps a guy like Tajay Spears who can bounce it outside.
0: Sure, and I want to spend some time tomorrow on the show, Jack, talking about what was said about Tajay Spears yesterday because there was some really good bleep if you get what I'm saying about what uh, was said about uh, Titan's second-year running back Tajay Spears. Uh, but I, I do want to flip the script a little bit on the show because another reason why I have the Titans drafting a receiver as the favorite right now at seventh overall is what the Titans football leadership is doing. And I think the Titans are making a big mistake with how they're handling a business situation this week at the NFL combine. I'll tell you more about that, but first farm to a health plan is a great business decision for you and your family. Uh, whenever you need health coverage, you need the best health coverage for your situation. The best means the right, it means the right rate, the right level of coverage for your situation. And Farm your Health Plans has been doing that for Tennesseans for over 75 years. A ton has changed across Tennessee in those 75 years, but Farm Your Health Plans has been the consistent in helping the community and helping families have the type of reliable coverage that they need with their health plans. You can plan on Farm your Health Plans all across the board, health, dental, vision. You can get a quote today by visiting fbhp.com ATOZ.
2: Consistency is key across all phases of life. That does not stop with sports betting. If you're on a book that's dealing some bad lines, some minus 115s all over the place, go ahead and download BetMGM. They're going to give you a fair shot. Use our bonus code that you see on the screen, A to Z. Sports you will get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. BetMGM is the place to be if you're in the game, If you want some skin in the game, and now's the time to do it. March Madness right around the corner. You guys know. Y'all watch ball. Y'all know ball. Download BetMGM. Use bonus code A to Z Sports. Take advantage of this. Great offer today.
0: All right, so I think the Titans are making a mistake with their football versus business situation uh, with the NFL Combine. So Paul Kaharski last night, or yesterday, I can't remember exactly uh, when it came out. But Paul had mentioned uh, that the Tennessee Titans' triumvirate football brass of Rand Carthon, Brian Callahan, and Chad Brinker are leaving the Combine Thursday mid-morning to get back to Nashville in time for the new Nissan Stadium groundbreaking event. So that's what Paul said. Uh, The quote from Brian Callahan, just the way it goes. And Paul adds uh, of the schedule conflict, and Paul says, which seems like something that could have been avoidable, those three will participate in Thursday evening meetings with the offensive line prospects virtually. And all of it, of course, is recorded for everyone's review Carthon didn't attend the Senior Bowl as he stayed in Nashville to help Callahan piece his coaching staff together. That was a reasonable prioritization, according to Paul, so only Brinker and Anthony Robertson and scouts had opportunities for with face-to-face linemen like Fuaga, Tyler Guyton, Jackson Powers Johnson, and Jordan Morgan. Now, however, many offensive linemen the Titans choose to include in the 45-18-minute interviews will meet Robinson and scouts but only talk to Carthon, Callahan, and Brinker through a screen. So I think this is a mistake made by the Tennessee Titans. Th- those guys don't need to be at the groundbreaking. And this is a this is interesting because they are being told, my guess, is that by people above them, which is Amy Adams Strunk and Burke Nihill, that they need to be at this groundbreaking that they decided to be Thursday, Leap Day, February 29th, instead of interviewing the top prospects for the first time in person at the NFL Combine for one of the biggest positions of need. Be there in person, get that done. There is no difference in the groundbreaking event with Amy Adams Strunk and Burt Nihill with or without Carthon, Callahan, and Brinker. It's the same. It's the same event but they are choosing to view football behind business in this situation this could have been avoided i agree with paul they could have done this on march 1st and let callahan brinker and and uh carthon see alt fashanu in person
2: yeah it's a tough situation and you know we have a question that we need to ask should we ask the question right now get the chat involved here yeah
0: let's let's hit Look. it with them
2: So here we go. Big deal, small deal, no deal. Titans football leadership. They're ditching the combine on Thursday for the new stadium groundbreaking. Um, I want to hear you guys respond in the chat. I'm going to give you my response. I don't think it's a massive deal, right? I don't think it's a big deal. However, it can't be a no deal because the Titans, you know, one of the Titans' top priorities is offensive line. And I think it might be a no deal because he's still going to meet these guys virtually and he's going to have guys there to meet them in person as well. So, he, you know, if he trusts his guys, everything should go right if the operation runs smooth. However, this is a small deal because he didn't attend the Senior Bowl either. If he had attended the Senior Bowl and then had to miss out on, you know, some a few interviews from offensive line guys, maybe it's a no deal. But because he didn't attend the Senior Senior Bowl, now he's kind of missing out on in-person interviews at the combine with a you know position of desperate need, it's a small deal to me. Uh, you know, I, I I wish he was there. I wish he could be there. And uh, I saw the comment. It, it is just a photo op. Like how how much time is the groundbreaking going to take? You show up, yeah. maybe you cut a ribbon, you take a picture with everybody, and you head back and you conduct your interviews. You know, it, 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 virtually. So yeah, it, it's a cares? small deal. I don't think it's a huge deal because he's still going to be in the interview process, right? Yeah, I, like he's still going to be involved.
0: I think it's a big deal, as you could probably tell by my lead up to the story, that I think they're making a, a, a big mistake. And Billy asked, it "Would is Daddy Cal going to be at the combine?" No, no. The coaches, the whole the coaching staff, is in Nashville doing other type of things, and they're getting, you know, all the combine information and and, and workout cut ups there to evaluate. Which is fine. That's not the problem here. The problem is that this is the NFL Combine. It's your first opportunity to get in front of the the every every draftable offensive line prospect within a day and establish that situation and then build upon your draft process. Because now the only way that Brian Callahan and Rand Carthon are going to be able to visit with Joe Alt and, and Fashanu in person is at their pro day in a top 30 visit. So now you're eliminating one early aspect of that. Everybody knows relationships. Like you might, like the by the time you hang out with somebody the third time in a one-on-one setting, you're taking massive leaps and growing and bonding in that relationship. The first time might be a little awkward. You might have some fun times. You get to know them a little bit better and you build on that the second and the third. They're eliminating the first date. They're pushing the first date back a month. They're having to do it at the pro day and they're having to do it at a top 30 visit. And now what if there's like the Titans need multiple offensive linemen. Let's just go through this situation. The Titans draft a wide receiver at seventh overall. Then they have to go O-line at 38 and they need to go O-line again, maybe in the fourth round. The draft pool that you're picking from in the fourth and fifth round for offensive linemen is such a wide net for that, those rounds in the draft. You have to know, all of those linemen that fall within those rounds on your board, and the best you can't go to every pro day, and you only have thirty top thirty visits, right? So now you're just limiting your exposure on the front end of this for a photo that nobody truly cares about. Like, does anybody give one iota or any slightly give a damn about the groundbreaking event? No, nobody. I know cares. I don't. Nobody cares nobody cares it's it's pointless and I'll and I'll finish off my point with this Jack do you think the Titans would have drafted Isaiah Wilson if they met him in person and not did everything over zoom
2: <laughs> hindsight's 2020 20 on that one but you know I, they didn't do enough homework obviously because of all the baggage he had coming in and it only got worse when he got some money so um no you know Easy answer would be to say no. So yeah, I see your point there.
0: Instead of Rand Carthon and Brian Callahan and Chad Brinker talking to Joe Alt and Ole Fashanu, they're going to be wearing a Titans themed hard hat and have a shovel a few inches into the ground. That's what they're going to be doing. And that's they're going to be holding silly. it, holding the shovel handle with it, right? Maybe they'll put one foot up on like on the shovel, you know, right? Like that's that's what you're going to get.
2: But do you think that decision was made by Rand Carthon, or do you think his boss? Andy no, it was, it was absolutely
0: made above him. It's absolutely made above him. Like yeah. I, I believe this. Football people want to do football things. Football people don't want to do non-football things. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, no, you're right. He, you know, he don't want to do it. You know, he'd rather be you know conducting these in-person interviews. I want to go through some of the chats answers okay. um, because a lot came in. Lou Man starts off with a big deal. Ir Hoshi says it's a small deal. Stephen King agrees. Um, big deal from John. Or Josh, excuse me. Um, uh, small deal from Billy. Big freaking deal from Nick. Small deal from Rashid. Scott Gannon, top tier. Derek. Um, small deal from Cameron. Huge deal from Noah. No deal from Christian. A few more small deals from Pistol Ramsey and Demario. We've got a big deal from Darius. Small deal from Yannick. Uh, it's it, Darius says big deal. It's a huge need for the team, and I get that. Um, Titans Power Hour had a comment. I'm going to look for here, see if I can find it. MB says, very small deal. Um, small deal from Jason. Small deal from Ty. Big deal from Dylan. Huge deal from Jody. Andre says it's a small deal. This is silly to do this. Nobody cares about the groundbreaking. Yeah, well, man. there's one person who does, and that's the person in charge of it all, Amy Adams Strunk. Um, and that's what's pulling Rand Carthon away. Um, uh, I can't find Power Hours comment, but I, I remember it. Rogers says, small deal he, he he's essentially said it's a no deal because they're going to meet with these guys more than one time. And you just mentioned, they're going to have two two more opportunities to visit with these guys. And, yeah, but- and Rand, again, Rand Carlin's going to get to do it. He's going to get to do all the surface level stuff over zoom. Right. But when you really get deep, like you said, is the second and third interview. So you're going to be able to figure out some of these dudes in the second or third interview, you know, for at least your top 30 guy, whether it's a, whether it's an alt a for um, the kid out of Houston, the kid out of Georgia. Like there, there's a lot of guys, Mims. There, there's a lot of guys that the Titans can squeeze in some of these visits. And I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a small deal, but I, I don't think it's even a small deal because you need an offensive lineman so bad. I just think it's a small deal because this is the second time Rand Carthon skipped out on something big like this. Um, so so the, the trend is concerning, but I just don't think it's a massive deal. Like he's still going to get a, plenty of time with some of these guys.
0: Yeah, but now you're having to make your decisions tighter, right? And that's kind of my whole thought is that, you you know, you didn't have to go to both the Senior Bowl and the full combine, but you got to do one. Like It's the compounding decisions that were made. And I agree with Paul. I agree with the decision of Ran and Callahan to stay back from the Senior Bowl to do the staff because you have to have the staff to know how to scout for the staff. That makes 100% logical sense to me. But now you're just narrowing your success window by having to be very specific and choose which pro days you go to because pro days all happen simultaneously over a few weeks. Like there's, I doubt it, that. Carthon and Callahan will be at the same pro day all that often. They're going to have to go, all right, once somebody goes to Ohio state while you're at Notre Dame, then the next guy gets Penn state while he's at Alabama. And then he hops over to Georgia. Like it's just, there's a lot of stuff going around with that. And so now you have to be very specific and you ruin the opportunity of casting a wide net on your offensive line needs as a whole. And then having more of a background on how to be specific, for pro days and for top 30 visits. I just think you're cutting off the, the very beginning of the process that needs to be thorough and you have to hit on it. Like the Titans can't afford to miss on any more offensive linemen and they're putting themselves in a position to risk that.
2: Yeah. And you know, the thing about Rand is that he does lack experience as a general manager. So getting him, you know, in person to some of these things with in that role is important for his long term future as well. So I, I think that this does kind of hinder his development as a GM a, just a little bit. It's again, not the end of the world. He's still going to meet with them over, you know, over zoom and he's going to have guys in person to ask the tough questions that he, you know, might not get to ask over zoom. So, you know, if you trust his staff that he's built and I think Austin, we both agree. Rand Carthon's got some pretty elite guys around him in Chad Brinker and Robinson. So, you know, I, I believe in the guys around Carthon. So, you know, it makes me feel a little bit more at ease with the situation, even though I do believe Rand Carthon absolutely has to be conducting some of these in-person interviews with prospects that come at a crucial position for the Titan. So I'm frustrated by it, but I don't think it's going to make a big impact.
0: All right. So you're a small deal guy. I'm a big deal mm-hmm. guy in this. I think it's just, I just think it's a bad move. You're prioritizing a photo op for business over, this is politics. It's it's a it's, uh, it's you know Nissan's paying a boatload of money to be the new Nissan Stadium, and they probably want that new head coach to be there at the groundbreaking. I mean, you know, I think Brian Callahan's going to be here for the new stadium, but that's not a guarantee. Like <laughs> neither is Rank Carthon. It's not a guarantee that those guys are going to make it to twenty twenty seven. Like that's that's four seasons away, and so let them build the draft to help them get to the 2027 season to see the opening of the new stadium. That's what I think the priority should be is being better on the football field and not sucking like they have for the last, (laughs) you know, two season and a half.
2: Hey, I'm with you. You said it.
0: All right. And uh, Jeff says, isn't Rand the president now? No, he is a vice president. The president and CEO is Burke Nihill. Uh, who uh, is running that business side of it. Then you've got vice president, general manager uh, in Rand Carthon, and uh, Chad Brinker is president of football operations uh, alongside with uh, Carthon right there on the football side of things. So I think it's just a bad move. But anyway, Jack, let's move on from that have some fun with our Wednesday sports trivia segment coming up. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new ride buying process. Go see them in Lebanon. Save some money on your new car and check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Jack, are you ready for trivia?
2: Of course I'm ready for trivia. Are you kidding me? Let's
0: get that screen share and we'll get it rolling here uh, on trivia, Jack. Uh, You got the screen coming up? Yep. How's that coming through? looking good now looking good now all right so uh let's see hit that close ad button we don't want we don't want to give anybody free advertising espn plus jazz out of here all right so i will pick i'll give me the option okay zoom in a little bit maybe on your screen um i will pick the first category and then i'll let the chat pick the second category uh as we always do i will start with television
2: okay Running on USA from 2007 to 2013, this drama starring Jeffrey Donovan and Bruce Dern followed a former CIA agent who has been fired and cut off from the legitimate world. Huh. I have no idea. Watches watches USA TV. Jeffrey Mm -hmm. Donovan and Bruce Dern, all the tuppers in here know that I have no idea what this is. Um,
0: Oh, well, the chat is catching on to it. Uh, Orlando, quickly, with Dustin coming in with Burn Notice. Danny, also Burn Notice. Eric, Burn Notice. Demetrius, Noah, Burn Notice. I have never seen an episode.
2: Burn Notice. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go. One for one. All right, where are we headed next?
0: Uh, Jeff, Big Ten Jeff, was first with a second of Chain Restaurants is where we're going to go next.
2: Ooh, fun. Okay. Along with their signature sauce, this major fast food chain offers Polynesian sauce, their take on a sweet and sour, except with a more liquid consistency. Does Chick-fil-A have Polynesian sauce? I feel like they I'm.
0: Do. I'm pretty sure that is the answer here. Okay. Chat confirms? Yep. Chat is flying in here with a Chick-fil-A answer, so I think that's good. All right. Quick. Bang. Two for two. Okay. All right. Not my strong suit, but we're going to go with books.
2: Oh, yeah. This is going to be a tough one. Okay. Living from 1922 to 2007, this American writer and humorist was known for novels like Slaughterhouse Five, Cat's Cradle, Breakfast of Champions, and The Sirens of Titan. It's a long long life. life.
0: Uh (laughs) Hey, there we go.
2: 85 years. (laughs) Uh Okay. Uh, An American writer and humorist. I feel like that's the clue. Humorous.
0: Uh, Orlando says no clue. Next question. Now we do have um, several saying Kurt Von Go. I don't know how you're going to spell that, but Kurt with a K. Ah, there he is. Looks like this. Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> All right. Let's go with it. Hey. Wow. Impressive. I want to
2: know who got that. I can't see yeah, the well,
0: several. Uh, I mean, the first one, why I feel like this wasn't cheating is because Justin completely butchered the spelling and uh, most people butchered the spelling, which makes me feel good about no Googling because we do have a rule of no Googling there. So um, it looks like uh, the next category we're going to is music.
2: I chimed in with uh, haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door is a recurring lyric from what 2005 panic at the disco song. What is oh, that song God. called?
0: I don't know what the song's called, but I hear it right now.
2: Oh well, yeah, I know. Sadly, I might hear it for the rest of the day in my head. Put on um, some
0: eyeshadow. and Rock out to that. Haven't you people ever heard of? Um,
2: Hmm. hmm. somebody in the chat has to know this is too I popular write, of a song
0: oh. i write uh sins not tragedy tra- tragedies i write sins not tragedies is what people is it i that's the name of that song there it is, it is. i write some, a lot all right, all right, there we go are we comfortable uh, yeah i mean that's what the chat says
2: wow hey Great, all right crazy song title would have had no idea Okay,
0: let's go. Now, uh, celebrity, getting, celebrity mashup.
2: We're getting close to the good stuff. Oh, oh my god.
0: god, that's an unfortunate Name, situation.
2: <laughs> well, is is one of them Keanu Reeves? I don't know. It I do like think one so. of them.
0: Oh, Keanu... Jack Black is totally the outside.
2: Yeah, this guy kind of looks like that guy in uh, Ninety Day Fiance. That's a niche reference. Hopefully, at least five people get. Who is okay, it? Jack Black. <laughs>
0: Uh, Who is that? It's not Keanu Reeves. Who's in this? Anton Sugar, Jason Schwartzman, Kevin. No.
2: Is. Okay, well, uh, let's get Jack Black out of the way Since so we can get rid of that
0: ad. Jack Black. Come on. And Adam Driver.
2: Ooh, no? I see it. I do see Adam Driver. All right. This ad is Who, ruining this game.
0: What about Joe Magliano?
2: I don't know. My stupid ad.
0: Zoom out a Doesn't second. You're probably too close.
2: Boycott Daily Dozen Trivia.
0: Get PGA Tour Live out of our life.
2: Dude, I believe me, there's nothing more Scroll in this up. life that I want more.
0: Scroll up a little bit. <laughs> no, on the on the actual thing. This is what a disaster.
2: Mean? I'm just going to get it out. Is it? Didn't work.
0: What the hell? I can't Why type is... it in. Oh my God.
2: Jack. i I'm Dude, what do you want me to do? Like, I know how to close ads. This is just, it's not letting me.
0: <laughs> this is killing our time. It, it, yeah, continue uh, to zoom out. Like, hit the minimize button, like, command minus. God, the ad insane. won't close. Command minus. There we go. There you go. All right, you're good. Oh, That's too much. Too much. Command plus. Command plus. <laughs> all right, oh, we'll my God. All right, Jack Black all right. for one. Okay. We got Jack Black for one. And let's go with Joe Magliano, I think.
2: I'm sure the chat's all over me. All right. How do, how do I spell Magliano? How do we spell that? Manjanilo?
0: Um, yeah that one yeah okay yeah, yeah that's him at the top sorry about hey, that all it. right we got after it. all that and people were trying to fire jack i will give him like he was hitting <laughs> the close ad button and it, just was, it
2: just didn't work i don't know ads suck all right anyways <laughs> movies or sports
0: uh let's go with movies <laughs>
2: The 1988 film, The Big Lebowski, one of my favorite movies, starred what seven-time Oscar-nominated actor in the lead role as Jeffrey the Dude Lebowski? He's on commercials now. Mm. His name's slipping my mind.
0: Jeff Bridges.
2: Jeff Bridges, that's right. All right, Jeff Bridges. All right, seven minutes. Let's, clean right, up let's go the soccer soccer us women's national team lost to this country in penalties during the 2011 women's world cup final but beat them in 2015 world cup final by five to two in regulation a little redemption from the women's national team who'd they lose to in pk's mm. was it japan was it Canada? yeah john
0: said japan I, japan is what i thought but orlando says france mr jones says china Uh, We're getting Sweden. I thought it was, I definitely thought it was Japan. Eric Castillo says, Japan, Japan feels correct here.
2: Japan does feel right. They just lost to Sweden recently too. Right? Like, I don't think that that happened way back then.
0: Yeah. I think it's Japan.
2: Let's roll Japan. And we got Uh, it. All right.
0: All right. Here we go. NBA.
2: Real house. This Brooklyn nets small or shooting guard, small forward shot over 44% on three pointers from 2017. Led the NBA in three point percentage twice. And won the 2019 three-point contest. Austin, this is Joe Harris.
0: Uh, I haven't watched the Brooklyn Nets play in five years. Uh, you know,
2: there we go. All right, moving on to the NFL. Brandon Stokely, how about that? <laughs> was, was one of three wide receivers to total over 1,000 receiving yards on this 04 AFC South team.
0: Man, Brandon know. Stokely was a freaking
2: beast. I think we all know it's the Colts, right? We yep.
0: comfortable here. Plug it in. Plug it in.
2: Beautiful. Nine for nine. Okay. Score
0: Our score 18. was 18. I think uh Jack's incompetence of uh <laughs> of working the machine cost us a full minute.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, I look, man. no one was more upset than me with that. So that's uh, right. That's right. Sorry about uh, that chat. I get to read your comments now. So if you have something bad to say, go ahead and say it. Oh, man,
0: hey, there were plenty. Uh, the chat was <laughs> going all out on how bad you were at the trivia controls today. So, <laughs> look, hey, you don't do them every, every week. Sam's gotten – me and Sam have gotten really good and down with that. And so, look, hey, sometimes it, it takes a few I, reps to, to get it down. No problem.
2: Well, I mean, I understand perfectly how to do it. I think I just need to install an ad blocker.
0: <laughs> there you go don't do that on a to z Sports.com, though
2: okay won't do that
0: i need I need those ads
2: we gotta have <laughs> all right
0: guys that'll do it for us on this uh wednesday here wrapping up this show sam is at the nfl combine as is buck rising and uh we will have tons of content continue to flow Uh, from them throughout the week. So check that out and make sure you hit that like button. If you thought Jack was awful at trivia controls today, hit that thumbs up button on Facebook and on YouTube. We need more people to like the show. More people are watching right now that it actually hit the like button. So please hit the like button. That goes a long way for us. And uh, Buck Rising will be live from Indy at 7 p.m. Central time tonight with uh, NFL Combine activities going on. So 7 p.m. Central. Uh, Stay tuned to all of our socials, and then uh, we'll hear from Sam probably tomorrow as well. We'll be back tomorrow morning. appreciate it as always.